Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I am going to be talking about my lessons from my first course launches, from my first online course. I'm going to be sharing with you very honestly, the failures that I had. One in particular was such a failure. I, um, you know, it was very (laughs) traumatic, I would say at the time, but I have since laughed a lot in telling friends when it's been relevant, my experience so that they didn't do the same thing. Uh, And that's what I want to share with you today. Actually, big motivation for this podcast episode is to share with you my launch that totally flopped and what I learned from it. But I'm, but I'll share a bit actually of my first three launches and what went well with them and then what didn't. So this is going to be, I would say, particularly helpful to you if you are in early stages of launching courses. So you've launched a few, um, or if you haven't launched a course or, you know, anything really, but a course or a program before, and it's something you'd like to do at some point, or you've been thinking about it for ages, then this episode is going to be very relevant to you as well. Now, this episode is a bit of a follow-up episode to my last episode. In my last podcast episode, I didn't talk about launches specifically, but I did talk about my first workshops that I ran and how that got my business kickstarted and got my business actually going after almost a year of totally spinning my wheels, trying to make it happen, having no traction, having crippling self-doubt, unable to put myself out there and how workshops actually helped me get through that, get past that and actually get onto the stage of running in-person courses. And then this online course that I'm about to tell you about right now. All right. So I'm going to share with you, as I said, a little bit about actually the first three times I launched this course. And that's really the, the main times that I ran this course. I did run it one more time. Um, but this was my course that I had the Wealthworthy journey. So this was my first six week online course. I had learned about online courses. I had been learning about them since I still lived in Roxby Downs. I had bought a course about running online courses. So that would have been when I say still living in Roxby Downs, I mean, still working as an engineer before I had decided to leave and, you know, get into coaching when I had my raw food business. If you want to hear about all that good stuff, go back to my origin story episode and I share kind of my whole evolution of how I got to where I am now. So I'm just thinking that would have been 
I don't know, three or four years before I actually launched my first online course. And I had actually tried to launch a trial one before and had no people sign up on sexuality. So that would have been two or three years prior to me actually launching this money course. And I didn't think I was ready to do an online money course yet. I thought, no, I need to just keep running in-person courses, building my audience before I run my own course. And then I happened to sit down to and have coffee with a friend of mine who was just saying to me, well, why don't you just do one now? You're never going to be ready. And I'd kind of been a bit burned in the past from actually trying to do things really literally before I was ready. So I was a bit hesitant, but it just sparked something in me. And I went home and I thought about it. And I thought, you know what? I think I can actually probably think of a handful of people, you know, maybe at least 10 people that would want to do this course. And I just had the idea, maybe I'll run a beta round to test the content, test the flow of it. I'll charge, you know, a reduced price and I will just, I will write a list of people that I think would want to do it and I'll privately message them all and invite them to do it. And then that way, you know, I don't have to have this thing of putting it out there to crickets, but I can test the idea. I can test the concept. So whether these people actually pay to do it, even though they'll be paying a reduced amount, I'm going to get them to pay for it. And then I can test the content as well. And then that will actually get me to put together the course. So that's what I did. That's actually not my first launch that I'm talking about. I totally forgot about that until I was just talking then that I did this beta round first. So I did that to test it and to test the content. Actually didn't need to make any changes to the content. Everyone was really happy with how it was. And I did get 10 people to do the beta version. So then came doing my first launch. And so for this launch, I put together a free video series, which I think for my first free video series was pretty all right. And I promoted that I didn't at the time, although I'd studied online business for a long time and I realized people did, you know, four or three part video series and different things to lead into a course launch. I didn't actually at the time know about conversion events, something that I just feel strangely feel like people don't talk about very much. But I learned about that, I think, after the first launch. Yes, when I did a business program. So I didn't have a conversion event. And by that, I mean, I didn't have a live event where I was teaching basically and you don't have to teach for a conversion event, but I didn't have some live way that I was connecting with people to convert them into my course. Uh, I just had the video series and then emails, I think. So I did for this round, this round, I think I sold at, it was it was either 400 early bird, 500 full price or 500 early bird, like four, maybe it was 497 early bird and 597 full price. And this is in Australian dollars. And so I really didn't know how it was going to go. I wrote all of my promotional emails as I went along because I was not organized or disciplined enough to write them all beforehand. And this was a major mistake. I would never do this again. That was not a good idea. I highly do not recommend doing that. So what happened for this launch was 
Um, I promoted the free video series. Then I promoted the course when I opened doors for people to join. I don't recall honestly how much on social media I did through that, but then I was emailing my list and doing the marketing emails to my list. And I did, I was totally in the flow and I did it full, full on, you know, promoting up until the end of early bird. Somehow, as soon as early bird finished, I got so triggered and I felt so bad that I was doing this. I felt bad that I was selling this, felt bad that I was emailing the people that have signed up to my email list. And I felt like, you know, I was just annoying everyone and I I fell in this massive hole. And I think, so then I had one more week of doors being open. I think I sent out one email near the end to be like, you know, last day to join. And that was it. I totally stopped promoting dead in my tracks. So that was, that was a major learning around not, not allowing space for, you know, your fear and doubt to totally hijack your whole launch like I did. Um, but the cool thing about that launch, I was actually very heartening overall because I think 50% of the people that joined, I think I had 10 people join 50% I knew and 50% I didn't know, had never heard of, had never heard from. They were just people from my email list or that had seen me somewhere. And I thought that was pretty damn cool. Now, interestingly, that that didn't happen to me again in the next two launches that I'm going to share with you, but I can see why. It, you learn so much from launching. So my major lessons from that first launch, I was, I was pretty happy with how it went. I don't even remember if I actually had a goal of how many people I wanted in it, but I was happy with it. I, um, I had paid for some graphic design to be done for, I'm trying to think if I paid for any to be done for the course itself, but I did for the video series and I paid for a web person to set up some stuff on my website to host the membership site. So I did have some costs and I did end up making a profit. It wasn't a huge profit, but I did see all of those things as an investment in the course as a whole for the income it's going to be generating and not just something that applied to my income of that particular course. So then my second launch comes in. Oh, and Alex got a little bit overconfident, overenthusiastic for this second launch, a little bit buying back into the, um, I don't know, the idea that success should be instant. Didn't learn my lesson somehow. Um, and I had very high hopes, very high expectations. And I was just, I decided just to go full all in because at this time I was really trying to set up my business model so that my flagship course was my income generator. And I didn't really promote coaching. I didn't have a page on my website for coaching. I was I don't think I've still even really had a page on my website for coaching. Um, so I was really trying to go for, go for it basically. So I did this business course I mentioned earlier, which was actually really good. Um, but 
but also not the full picture. And so that taught me about doing webinars as a conversion event. So yes, you can have your free series, but then you go into a webinar and then you sell off the back of the webinar and here's the structure for your webinar and do paid ads. And these should be all your target conversion percentages all along the way. And, um, a bit, a bit too much of a cookie cutter, like here, just follow this method. And so I put a lot of time and energy into that. I hired someone to do ads for me, to set up the ads, run the ads. I also actually paid her to set up the funnel for me on my software because I just didn't feel like I had the time. I just just felt like there was too much to do and get done. So I put in, I should have looked up all these numbers beforehand, but you know, maybe $7,000. Again, again, like part of that was the funnel. So that was again, something where that was be set up for the course going forward and, you know, not just something that was a cost for this round. And the ads, a bit of a similar thing that, that was really the cost for this round, but also a lot of those leads in theory would come on as cold leads and be warmed up and be more likely to purchase uh, or join the course at a later launch. So I paid a lot of money this time. I took this course that I think was 1500 US dollars as well. And I was going all in and I had high expectations, even though when I ran the numbers on what all the conversion percentages were meant to be from the course I did. And I backtracked it to how many people actually had to come in at the top of my funnel and therefore how many people actually had to actually get in on Facebook ads and how much your average lead cost would be via Facebook ads to get onto a webinar. I was like, this isn't really adding up. I, you know, to actually get the percentages they're talking about, I would have to have a shit ton of people sign up to my webinar from Facebook ads. And that would actually cost me a shit ton of money as well. But I don't know. I was like, oh, I'm just going to press forward. Like I'm I'm definitely not going to spend that much on Facebook ads. Um, Anyway, the woman I had to Facebook ads honestly ended up being a bit of a disaster. She was in the US, which also I wouldn't do again because she was completely inflexible to meeting up with me in my time zone. She was actually pretty inflexible to meeting up with me at all. And um, I feel like that didn't really work out that well. I did obviously get some leads from it, but I don't feel, I just feel like going about it that way. There weren't quality leads. There weren't people that were really connecting with me and my message. You know, it's just all a bit of a, a fake system in a way. And I feel like that kind of showed, you know, it didn't have heart and soul in it. Uh, and, and I feel like that reflected in basically zero results from it. So I was going to do, I think I was going to do two webinars a week over three weeks. And then I dropped it and I decided I'll do one webinar a week over three weeks. Cause I think I was realized I'm not going to fill two webinars a week over three weeks, but they were going to be two different webinars so I could test them. But anyway, I just stuck with the one to begin with. And I did actually have, hmm, trying to remember, was it like 60 people or a hundred, maybe actually over a hundred people sign up for each webinar. I think it was something that was pretty good. And then 
you know, maybe around 30 show up. So um, I'm pretty happy actually with those numbers. But so I did my first webinar and I had one person sign up at the end of the webinar, which actually with those numbers is really fine. And I, but I remember, I think feeling a bit disappointed, it's not the right word. Triggered is the right word, triggered, right? So I was feeling a bit like, oh, you know, my core things that get triggered, nobody wants me. I'm not good enough. And just basically no one's going to want me. No one wants me. So that was starting to kind of get triggered. This girl signed up. So I was like, okay, not so bad. I actually had someone sign up. This is straight afterwards as well, not even including follow-up email sequences. Literally, I think an hour or two later, the girl that signed up asked me for a refund. And she said, oh, I really want to do the course. I just realized I can't afford it right now. Um, So can you please give me a refund? Because I said that I had a refund policy, but it was meant to be a satisfaction one, not like a change of mind one. But anyway, that totally shook me so hard. It was so disheartening. I So I the other thing I haven't mentioned is I actually put up the course price this time. I'd wanted to have it from the beginning as a 997, like about a $1,000 course. And I, so I had put it up to 997 and I had anyway, been through this process of trying to work it out. Should I change into US dollars at this point in my business or should I wait until later? Since at that time, half, no, actually majority half of my audience and well, clients paying customers were in Australia. Anyway, I had been advised to put my price into USD. So the course price had effectively almost tripled, you know, in terms of real terms, going from about 500, 600 Australian to a thousand US. So that was another really big change. The second time that I was running the course that I wasn't really you know, fully accounting for, I think. So I got so triggered that I had one person sign up and then she asked me for a refund. Reflecting on it, (laughs) reflecting on it, I kind of think it's a bit silly how triggered I got, but I felt like death. I felt so horrible, so fearful. And then, you know, going into the next webinars, just so afraid. I was just, I was unconsciously seeking validation through this course launch. I was unconsciously feeling like I am not a valid person if no one signs up for my course. And that's what my whole focus was on. So I was a hundred percent in my ego and in my ego orientation. If you've listened to any of my other episodes and heard me talk about that, I was like a hundred and fifty percent in my ego orientation all of my focus was on myself, on myself being wanted and validated by other people via them signing up for my course and feeling like I was so bad. There was something wrong with me and I was a really fucking bad person because no one had signed up. And this just said something about how bad I was, um, which is worthiness beliefs coming up. I'm just going to pause this episode for a moment to share another review that we've had on the podcast. So this five-star review has come in from Jordan King and she says, just listened to your negative vision episode and I'm so guilty of everything. Thanks for reminding me to snap out of my ego, X. 
Thank you so much, Jordan, for leaving a review. It is so helpful for you when you guys leave a review on the Apple Podcast app if you have it, if you happen to have an iPhone. So if you have enjoyed this, if you have been getting value, I would love to ask for you to pause this episode, leave a review on the app and help support me getting this show out there. All right. Thank you. Back to the show. So then I did my second, so then no signups from the email follow-ups. Then I did my second webinar the next week, no signups, did my no signups from the email follow-ups. I'm just getting more and more triggered. I think it was, oh my gosh, yes. It was my partner's birthday during this time as well. And I remember we went out for his birthday and I distinctly remember, um, I think we went to dinner and we went to the movies and just feeling so sick the whole time because I felt like, oh my God, like no one is ever going to want me and I'm going to struggle forever and die. And my life is going to be horrible and it's going to be a horrible struggle and just this most intense shame and humiliation and one of the most horrible feelings or one of the most worst feeling times I've felt in my life in terms of this intensity of how much I felt like my life was never going to work out. And just, I was fundamentally flawed and destined to struggle and have a terrible life. I'm not feeling connected to the feeling right now. So, um, I feel a little bit silly saying it, but it's really how I felt. And it was so, so intense. And so then I had my next webinar (laughs) and surprise, surprise, no one signed up and no one signed up um, from the follow-up emails. I think by this point I had had one or two people sign up that had told me before they wanted to do the course. So maybe by this point it wasn't like I had absolutely no one. And then luckily, I think it was around this last week that I had leading up that I went and got coaching. Oh my God, this is the best thing I could have done for myself. I went and got coaching uh, from uh, someone that I, I had done some work for and basically told them what was going on. I had 100% been operating from my triggered ass, triggered space of not feeling good enough. So like I wasn't showing up and promoting that course at all with heart and soul and the true essence of the course. I, I wasn't even promoting it apart from doing the webinars because I felt so sick and shit about myself, which makes me just retreat and contract and not want to share anything or be like, oh, here's the course, haha, and like run away from social media and like not be seen because I feel so humiliated and ashamed and all of this good stuff. So anyway, I was like, okay, got this coaching session told him what was going on and said, you know, I had been considering, should I push the course start date out for a week? So I've got an extra week to try to get people into the course. And he was like, yep, push the start date out. Fuck this webinar shit. Get on calls with people, talk to people, you know, offer people discounts if you need to, but like talk to people, one-to-one connect with people that are interested in this course. And 
The other thing that I also totally forgot about until I was um, just about to start recording this episode was that we did a sexual energy practice around the end result that I wanted to create, the people I wanted to have in my course. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a full sexual thing where like there was any nudity or anything, but we did a sexual energy practice. And I totally had forgotten about that. But so then I had one more week or maybe a week and a half or something to go and switch to the way I thought of it was I am switching to guerrilla tactics. I'm switching to not this perfect funnel that I've been told to follow that fucking no one signed up to my course through. I'm switching to like getting in the trenches, getting real, connecting with real people, building real relationships, talking to people, letting that lead to signups rather than trying to have a perfect formulated system where like I'm basically not even touching the people and they somehow magically sign up for my course. Like that's the kind of thing that can happen down the track when you have an established course, an established audience, an established way that you know people connect with the outcome of the course and wanting to do the program. Like that all comes later. I learned from this process that's never, ever, ever how you should start with a course. That is like one of my biggest takeaways for everyone listening. Do not try to do some perfect automated. I mean, I did have a webinar that was on live every time, but some perfect automated, you know, flow into a course. Do not fucking try that at the beginning. Like you can get there, but that is not how you start. So anyway, over this next week, I got on calls with people. I, um, I didn't do exactly what my coach had told me to do, but I, uh, I basically just got on calls with people that interestingly enough, I had all these people email me based on this other email sequence that I had done long story, but I had all these people emailing me kind of saying, yes, you know, this is what I want help with, or I'm interested in getting help. And so then I just booked calls with everyone and I spoke to them and, you know, basically did a discovery call. And then the people that it was suitable to offered my course at the end and got, um, I think at, by the end I had 10 people signed up for the course, which was about the same as last time at a way increased price point. And so I had, at least in Australian dollar terms, a five-figure launch, aka like, you know, just over 10 grand, but I hit it. And, um, and I was totally blown away. If I had not, A, got coaching, someone to help snap me out of my shit and, you know, believe in me and have a help me create a path forward and then be accountable to following that through. And then you know, I can't say for sure, but doing this sexual energy practice around the end result that I was calling in the people that I was calling in to do the course and then following through and actually just getting my hands fucking dirty and getting on calls with people. Um, I, if I hadn't have done those things, no fucking way I would have had this end result. I literally would have had two people in my course. So that was huge. That was a major lesson. I obviously spent a lot of money on having the person do the ads and the uh, 
build the funnel, which, which was ridiculous. I should never have done that. I don't think I've, I had anyone join and, um, uh, and possibly have had never anyone pay me money that came through those ads. I don't know. Uh, but that was a major lesson for me. It was around the quality of your leads, building real relationships with people, just getting in there and actually talking to people, making the offers to people. Like, is this what people need? What do people need? Um, you know, all of that kind of thing. And, um, and I actually hadn't written this down as a lesson, but as I'm, as I'm talking to you and thinking about it, getting a fucking coach was was the other lesson because after that I did actually decide never to launch without a coach again. And I really learned the value of coaching for helping you get out of your shit. And if you want to operate at a high level, if you want to create results you've never had before, if you want to get out of your ego and not have your ego totally derail you like mine did and constantly tries to, then you want to have a coach you just do. Um, so that was another major learning for me. Uh, so that I set up the next time that I launched, I had coaching the whole way through and beforehand. Um, so that I couldn't get totally fucking derailed by my ego. Um, there's just actually, there's actually more reasons than that, that it is so helpful and it was so helpful for me. And then I decided, yep, this has to happen every time. Um, someone to help me see through my bullshit and just see the truth and cope with things, cope with getting triggered, cope with challenges. So my next launch of the course was amazing. It was honestly the best launch I've ever done. I actually haven't launched many times since, um, in general, like including other programs, maybe I have, yeah, I actually haven't done a really big launch since this one, but it was so good. What I managed, number one thing, oh no, there's lot, there's a few things, but okay. One of the major things that I managed to do from the beginning of this course was take my viability and valid, validity, no, my, my viability really out of the equation. So I, managed from the very beginning to not make this about me and whether anyone wanted me and whether I was a valid human being and whether my business was going to be a valid thing and whether I was going to be a success or failure in life. That's what unconsciously I always made every other launch course thing, workshop, whatever about. So for this one, I managed to totally release myself from that and make the whole thing about my passion and joy of delivering this course to people and helping people create the outcome that they want from this course. And that became my pure focus. And I I promoted that course like nothing else through the whole thing and felt amazing about it and was fully in the, yes, if this is for you, join this fucking course because I was totally in the true end result and my true service. So that even though for a whole section of that launch, I had no one signed up or I had two people signed up, seemed to happen the two people thing again. I didn't care. That didn't deter me. That didn't make me feel bad. That didn't make me be like, oh, I'm not going to post any stories today. Oh, oh, I feel so ashamed. I'm going to post like one promotional post. No, man, I was on there. I was creating my slides for my stories and I was 
full in my passion, joy, and love for the work that I wanted to deliver for the people that I wanted to invite to engage into this work to get the end results that they wanted. And it was so fucking powerful. Um, So the other thing with the the previous launch, I had offered discounts to a lot of the people on calls um, to try to get them over the line uh, because, you know, basically I was trying to actually fill some people in the course. And this time, so this time I actually didn't do my free video series at all. I didn't do any webinars. I had this idea to do a challenge. So again, this time I was coming from my inspiration, coming from my joy, what I thought would be fun, you know, and just making up something I thought would be fun. So I offered a free challenge and it was going, and I did it in a Facebook group where I then also did Facebook lives every day. And so I guess that was the, um, uh, conversion event component component was the Facebook Live, and um, and I offered calls with people straight up. I also made a one off session offer that was pretty cheap for people, so that people could do a session with me if they wanted, you know, rather than signing up for the course and then through that, have a greater connection with me and awareness of, okay, what they want next to possibly sign up for the course. You know, it was just trying things. It was like not having this perfect sequence that I wanted everyone to flow through and just trying things, getting in there, doing guerrilla tactics or no tactics at all, just freaking trying stuff. And that worked amazingly. So I actually, I had two people sign up and this is pretty normal. Two people sign up. I think early on and then everyone else that signed up signed up in the last three days. And that's why it's so important to just not be investing in um, your current circumstances and then freaking out about them because you, you don't know until you know, you don't know until the end. And so staying in that state really enabled me to have all those people join at the end because they were obviously watching the whole time and thinking, I'll make a decision at the end. This is what I do when I sign up for things. I'll make a decision at the end. I'll make a decision later. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you sign up at the end and I offered the funny thing is, so obviously my energy was so different this time with promoting and how I was showing up that I was offering calls. And I think I, um, think I, only had one or two people that was like, yeah, I want to chat about it first. And they just wanted to literally connect with me and talk to me for like 15 minutes. It wasn't like a big hour long, you know, discovery call that I was doing. And then everyone, I, I fully was thinking, okay, you know, I'll offer discounts again, if that's what I need to, to get people over the line. And so I, I was fully uh, prepared to offer a whole bunch of discounts to people. And everyone just said yes before I even got to offer a discount. So no one joined that course discounted. And I just thought it was totally fucking hilarious. Um, so that one was a huge success. That was amazing. It was so confirming to me. Um, side note, my ego totally couldn't deal with it. And Um, and I had a really big, like elastic band moment of being pulled back after the launch that I had to deal with. 
but that's a story for another time. The launch itself went so fucking well. I couldn't have been happier with it. I was totally overjoyed. And my lessons from that was that I didn't try to follow a perfect strategy. I I also didn't try to follow someone else's strategy. I made up something that seemed really fun to me that I felt really excited to offer. I built real relationships and talked to people. I set up systems to follow so that my doubt couldn't derail me. Luckily, I didn't have doubt come up, but I actually think I wrote all of, no, did I write all of my emails beforehand? Yeah, I think I did. And I used these email templates um, just to help me be like, okay, this is the thing you should write about in this one and this one and this one. I had people actually comment um, on my emails and how great they thought they were. And I neutralized the my egoic wanting to use this as an exercise to get validation. And I totally neutralized that and focused on my true end result, my passion and purpose for delivering the course. And that was fucking huge. That totally made the difference. So they're my, they're my course launches that I wanted to share with you. I want to share a bit of my journey with them vulnerably, honestly, what happened, how I totally fucked up and then, you know, how, what happened when it really fucking worked for me. And this has, I'm actually only making this episode because it just came up with a friend again recently who had just tried to go down. I wish he told me beforehand because I would have, I would have set him straight with this story, but just tried to go down that perfect launch route and, you know, pay someone to set up all of this stuff, put all this money into it, do all these ads, have people perfectly throw, flow through your webinar funnel. And it totally flopped as well. Like maybe they had a one or two people sign up through that part, like that specific flow. Um, but it just, it's not the thing to do. It's not the way to get started with a, an offering, um, especially obviously if you're in, you are in earlier stages of business. If you had a huge established audience and business creating a new product, you know, you might do more in that setup way, but that's a totally different story. All right, my loves, that's what I wanted to share with you about launching and my major lessons, my major failures, but honestly, they were all learning. They've all been part of what's got me to where I am. And sometimes you just got to go through some of it yourself, you know, um, but I hope you take away something valuable from that. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please consider leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. If you've got the Apple Podcast app and if you are have enjoyed this episode and other episodes that I've done, then I also invite you, of course, to subscribe if you want to keep hearing my content. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Sending lots and lots of love. Ciao.